Hello, it's Brandon Nichols. I'm your host of the episode 99 of the One to Go to Cast. So close. the hell out of that. I don't so know what that was about. You know. Sam Spangler, my co-host. How are you doing, sir? Okay. Okay? Okay. C- existing. Middling. Right Mid- in the middle. middle. What, what's the fair to middling? Yeah, fair is to middling. That, is that the, which I don't understand that phrase. Do you know what that phrase means? Mm, fair to middling. Just middle. like, you're in the middle. Fair to middling. Yeah. Mm. You're doing all right. You're not great, but you're not horrible. Did any of your kids comatose on candy last night? No, no. I think that we've kind of had the steady like build of candy these last couple of weeks, so they've kind of like been munching like little bits here and there throughout. Well, I guess the last also age wise, your youngest is probably the only one you really have to yeah. worry about. The yeah, she's the only one that would maybe go like to town if we didn't like watch her a little bit. But the rest of them are kind of like they like their things, but they're like are a little more self controlled yeah. for the most part. Logan got we got home from trick or treating last night. And Logan immediately wanted to just like no 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 no. We got to go through it like we normally do every year. We separate it out. So there's we, we separate, make sure everything's okay. Monica puts a, things she's not sure about into a pile, and I double check it. And then we throw away the stuff we don't trust. And then mm-hmm. then we separate my uh, dad tax out. <laughs> and then we... Nothing like a dad tax. Nothing like a dad tax. That is, there's, in my household, everybody knows there is a dad tax on everything. If there's something that can be consumed and it comes in this house, I get first dibs at... It's good to be king. It. It, it really is. It's, it's good amazing to be king. To be king. Yeah. Sam. Yes, sir. Well, I guess how it all was your Halloween. It was good. Yeah. It was really good. So since we have lived um, where we live right now, I don't think that we have actually like walked the neighborhood because we've, we've just, never walked this. Neighborhood. Yeah, we've never walked the neighborhood because it's one of those things that um, we didn't first when we moved in there, we didn't know a lot of people. So, of course, we're just like, well, we'll just go over to my wife's sister's house that like we know everybody there. And they said that the neighborhoods are pretty good and set up. So it was like, we'll just go there. Um, but then there's been more families coming in in the little, you know, neighborhoods around us. So last night was the first night that my son and I just stayed at home and I was like, we'll hand out candy. We'll hand out candy. Um, and then in addition to that, like Emily took my youngest one out to go trick or treating still with um, her sister, which is fine because it's like, yeah, they've got a better neighborhood for it and everything. But I think our neighborhood's kind of coming up. Like there's more like decorations outside there that people felt, have. There felt like there were a lot of decorations yeah. on your street. Yeah. And I kind of am like of the mind that like, if I had gotten this Halloween off this year, which I had asked for it off, but it didn't happen because people want Halloween or people don't want to work Halloween. I had wanted to set up a little something outside, like a little like either right. like um, like horror house or haunted house or like a little like escape room, like with one of those like tents that you can get like you just put up. Right. Um, but I didn't have enough time and stuff. So but I would also I now at this point, I'm like, I need to go and buy the Halloween uh, gear like Halloween like decorations now. Well, it's since, cheap. Well, it's cheap for next year. We went to Walmart today and they already have candy marked at fifty percent off. Yeah, I was see? like, that's the way to do it. We baby. almost see one year we went to CVS, um, the one down here off Third. They had like three days later, they had the twenty dollar bags of candy for like eighty cents. Not nuts. They were like, we just wanted out of the store. Yeah, and we were like, so we can buy. So just take whatever you want. We, so there was a, so we we had this we we're standing in the middle of CVS. We had this discussion over just because we can doesn't mean we need to. We don't just need because we can buy candy the, doesn't mean the, right. We need the doesn't candy. we don't need this much candy. So we had to weigh the options of how much felt appropriate to keep in the house. And then we I think we bought like four bags for these huge twenty dollar bags right. of. And yeah. then Monica put them in a, in a container and stuck them in our. Uh, it's all a racket, man. Uh, yeah. that's oh, the it thing is. With the, that's the crazy thing. You know that they just. 
prices are raised like oh, crazily. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go and try to like pick up some items for next year because I want to decorate a little bit more. And I still want to just like maybe build up our Halloween area right. around our neighborhood. There was a house on Douglas last night that had a really nice graveyard thing it was it wasn't huge and they all were small like little headstones but i just loved the way they did it and i was like yeah this is what i want i appreciate this how was your halloween it was you know it was interesting because so we have a routine on halloween we always go to mcdonald's before we go trick-or-treating so we go eat mcdonald's so you can really clear out the like the old colon and the gi so we'll see in the past it used to be because we would go get the buckets because that was when they were giving out the Halloween oh, buckets. Gotcha. And then they would use the buckets to walk around with. It was just kind of a fun little thing. Um, we'd always go start over on the street by my work where at the time there were like four teachers living on this street. And we'd start there and we'd hit those that, that street in Douglas and we'd go up one. And then back a little ways um, closer to Pirate Park, there was, um, there was a, a row of houses that had nothing but full-size candy bars. It was like the really nice big houses there, and they were just, they would always, so we that was our, our routine. And then we'd drive out over to my mom's area, and we'd do that neighborhood. And then later, we started adding Winterset, which is a yep. bigger, more expensive neighborhood over there. And that was our routine every year. And then last last night was different, but I felt like it all, ultimately it was in a good way. So we start, we went to McDonald's. And then my aunt had texted me and said, I'd like to see the kids. We're doing this. Can you, you know, swing by? She hadn't seen the boys in a while. So we, we drove over on the other side of the highway over here for her to see them. And we talked to them for a little bit. So we had a nice little visit in the driveway. People across the street from her have a, like a neighborhood block party set up for Halloween. Hmm, it's just fun. food and candy and stuff. But they were out there. So I got to see her. I got to see my cousin and his kids who I hadn't seen in a while. And then I went to a coworker's house, which was like a half a mile the other direction because I knew she had something out and I knew she hadn't seen my, my kids in a while. And then, and then we went to go do the, um, and we picked up Dave to go do all this. So then we went to go, um, start at the teacher house we normally start at and we ended up standing there talking to her for a little bit. And then we did the first block that we normally do. Then we did the second block we normally do. And then we just, everybody kind of got real, like there wasn't like a ton of candy, but we were just, you know, it was dark. It was close to eight. We were kind of like, you know, we're, we're, I think we're content with the amount of what we have. So then I was like, hey, let's go look for this person's house. So we went to a specific spot where they did a couple houses because we thought somebody lived there. Uh, met a different teacher that we didn't know lived in the area. So the boys got a little excited about that. And then I was like, let's go to Sam's house. So we drove over to your house and Kai answered the door. And then I was just sitting there it dying. heavy costume. Is what hippie? I couldn't see him. Yeah, we the boys got just, out. It was just like a simple. He had he did have like a wig on that was like long hair for for a second, and then glasses and like. A so Monica shirt. goes, I think it's Sam at the door. I can't tell. And then when they came back, as he was walking away, gotcha. Nice, it looks good. Yeah. As he was, as they were walking back, I said, "Who, who was that?" And I looked over the shoulder, and I was like, "Oh, that was Kai." Yeah. And I was like looking at Austin because Austin. Austin mostly does this for his brother at this point. He's not, he doesn't care yeah. about, yeah, I get you it. know, he actually got invited to a, a party at, to go to Monday night. And, oh, it's you know, from like seven to midnight. And I'm like, it is a school night, sir. You're not going to this party. Also, very last minute. You can't just drop ass, that kind of thing. We have also have trick-or-treating and I'm not scheduling my, our trick-or-treating around you going to somebody's house. It was like, fine. I was like, plus your brother really likes doing this with you. And so once we started, you could see Austin was like into it because he was with his brother and they were having fun. And 
So we went to your house. What they dressed up as. So Logan was a Roblox character. Okay. Who, I don't know the name of the character. Um, He's supposed to actually have a hat on, but we were at the Halloween, Spirit Halloween, and he saw this um, construction cone hat, and he was like, I want that hat. And it was like $4. Perfect for Roblox. Right. So then he grabs the match. I have, I don't think it's down here at the moment. I have, we did, at the comic book convention, they have the... um, the surprise boxes that look like the Mario cube that are the brick that has the question mark on it, that right there behind you. And so he took that for his bucket. And so he was filling that up. And my uh, method of candy collecting has been the same since I was younger. You take an object, you do it full, you dump it into a bag, keep the bag aside. And then when you go up to people's houses, it doesn't look like you have much candy in your thing. I taught this to the kids. They, they thought I was, they thought I was nuts. But you, we'd start going, and you see houses go. Oh, you don't have very much candy here. Take more. Yeah. And then I was Please. like, "I was like, all the stuff I have from CBS, take <laughs> it." Right. Um, but so then we went to somebody else's house, and we just started hitting these little. It was more have fun experiences and saying hi to people. And so by the time we were done, it was like eight thirty-five or so. Everybody was just kind of that was fun. Dropped Dave off, went home. Yeah. So it's funny, man, because like, yeah, this is like Kai kind of was you know, feigning interest last year. Like we kind of walked around the neighborhood and he's like, I'm done. So I was like, Ooh, we're getting to that phase where he just doesn't really care all that right. much anymore. And then Anya who, yeah, she's got her driver's license now was like out. Yeah. Collecting um, canned food. Your little independent teenager. Yeah. And so Kai and I stayed at home and watched the Adams family while people pulled up and you know, we just took out candy to the him. new Adams family. No, well, that's old, not out yet. No, like the old. Does one. he does he like the old? Uh, he liked, it was the first time he'd ever seen it. I didn't realize. Really? And he's like, oh, I like it. He's like, that was good. So. We watched um, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. We had, Austin had, I think we watched it once with Austin a long time ago. Didn't, was like indifferent, who cares type thing. Uh, Logan has never liked the um, claymation type thing. We're right. big fans of Wallace and Gromit in this house. So when we went to go show him Wallace and Gromit the first time, he was like, that's not natural. I don't like that. Can we do? I don't want to do that. So we never showed it. He just randomly came up to us like, can we watch Nightmare Before Christmas? I was like, sure, we watch it. And both of them looked bored out of their mind. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I, I mean, I get it. It was one of those whenever I remember it first came out and I was just like, this is like a musical, like a musical musical. Right. Where it's just like they're like singing the like dialogue to each other almost. And yeah. So I was like, eh, not for me. But then as I... Watch it. I'm like, this is like a classic. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, then I said to Austin, I said, what if the school, did, the high school did this as one of the musicals in the next two years? He was like, all of a sudden his whole outlook changed and he started watching it differently. <laughs> like, mm, I wonder. Yeah. So. I do love like that your family has such routines with like different things, like, or kind of traditions. Like yeah. I, lo- I love that you guys have traditions in our family. Like it's, we've kind of like tried to set things up. We're just not good at following through each year and people like, I just kind of lose interest. And so it's like, we may be like, yeah, gung ho, like one or two years, but then it's like by the like next few, they're like, nah. So is the, the tradition you speak of, it is currently November 1st, sir. And what did you walk into when you walked into my house? You guys were decorating for Christmas. We Christmas tree trees up. up. We were putting Christmas the, music. Put the star on. Christmas yep. music. Was Fireplace going. on the TV. Yep. So, but and I think that's the thing is I, like to me that's sacrilegious. Not really sacrilegious, right. but I'm just kind of like, no, you don't put it up until after Thanksgiving. You don't right. even t- think about that it. That was how I grew up. Yeah. You do it after. And that's how, yeah, that's how I've always been like, no, you don't even think about it. You don't even worry about that until then. But like walking in, I was like, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of nice. It's yeah. a little festive. So a so. long time ago, I just learned that 
there are a few things that my wife will openly admit that she likes or she wants to do. Christmas is a very huge part of what something that makes her happy. And it used to become, I, when she moved here, it was like, oh, we put the tree up the day after Christmas. And it, so then it turned into this, maybe a little before, like, no, after. So then it was like on, or Thanksgiving, I mean. And then it was like, okay, fine, we'll do it on Thanksgiving. And then you grow up, things happen, you have kids. And then it was like, she was just in a mood and like, like she just was down because the holidays are coming and she, you know, her family lives half the country away. And I was like, all right, let's go ahead and put it up. So then we just eventually landed on, I'll make you a deal. If you give me to Halloween, cause that's, cause I don't like, I, I get what Thanksgiving is, but I don't really care about Thanksgiving. You know, um, if you can give me to Halloween, we can start dealing with Christmas stuff the day after Halloween. So, like five or six years ago, if not longer, it became a thing. November 1st, she was allowed to do whatever the hell she wanted for, for Christmas. So Christmas tree up, Christmas stuff going. We've kind of already been singing Christmas stuff. Like when she gets, when she gets really like in her head and she's like cleaning, she turns Christmas music on. So it's like, cause it helps her already. So for like the last month, I've already kind of been hearing it. So it hasn't really been, it was kind of just a normal transition at this point, but that's so funny. I think the thing is, is like, I, I, can cherish like the thing you guys have and be like, oh, that's really sweet. That you but you ain't going to do it. But, like, that, I'm not going to do it. And if I played Christmas music for longer than like a month, I'd be like, no, kill me. I'm done. <laughs> like, cause by the time, like, you know, Christmas is here and everything's done. It is like, okay, I'm been overloaded with all the Christmas music, but I'm okay with playing it from the time after Thanksgiving till Christmas. And then I'm like, okay, time to be done. Quick question before we get going on, on some of this stuff is your, is Kai in choir? Yeah. So that, that's going to be really cool. I'm going to have to talk to, um, tell Logan this. So we found out. So on the 10th next week, there is a program at some, or PLMS. So Preludium is going to be singing a song with the elementary students, Logan's Inquire this year. And so Logan freaked out when he found out he's going to be singing a song in his choir while Austin's singing a song in his choir. I assume Anya will be there. Probably, more than likely. So I'm going to tell him, hey, there's a chance that not only will you be singing with your brother at this point, you'll probably be singing like with Kai and Anya at the same time. I think that'd be a cool little, you know, like I think think he would really geek out about that. So. Well, Sam, let's get into this a little yeah. bit. We don't have a whole lot, but we've got some stuff here to talk about. Um, first of all, mail time. Mail time. No mail. No mail. Um, do you have a play date update? Any new games? Two new games. Two new games? So two new games. One of them is kind of like a um, uh, a break the blocks type game, but you're flying a spaceship. So like you're shooting the like ball out. Okay, like break out, but you're, yeah, like break but out, you're the ball. But you're flying. <laughs> well, you're flying like uh, kind of on a horizontal plane and then you're shooting the ball out and it's bouncing like into these ships and then you oh. got to catch it and then you got to shoot it out again and then you get upgrades and everything. That sounds fun. And then um, if you crash, you use the crank to re- rewind time to oh, a time nice. that you want to, to basically like then approach it again and try again. So I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, that's kind of neat. And then there's one that I guess should have written the name down, but it was like Captain Tom's or something like firefighter, something or whatever. And as far as I can tell, it's randomly generated levels that you have a fire that's like kind of coming behind you and you have a shovel and you're trying to get through the level and get like these tokens or save like little uh, Boy Scouts. 
and you can chop down trees and you can like kind of like Scrooge McDuck and DuckTales, you can jump on the shovel or like Shovel Knight, you can jump on, use it to kind of like pogo you up places. Um, and then you get to the end of the level and it like gives you a grade and it uh, like flips over these um, poster tiles. <laughs> like it's very random. Like I'm just like, I like played it and I was like, and then when you get through the level, it goes back to the main screen and you just hit start and it plays another level. If you die, it goes back to the main screen and you hit start and you play another level. It's only if you get through it, does it flip over one of the tiles for these posters. I'm like, and I'm like, this is really weird. Like that right. it just, it, that it goes out to the title screen yeah, and you have to like, start like from closes there. closes out and then like, all right, start yeah, over. And then you start there, but then it's a randomly generated level with different like things you have to pick up and everything. Um, so <laughs> play day is t- continues to be absurdly unique and fun. So Which, I'm having a good time. Yeah, I was going to say, which has to just be yeah. enjoyable. Yeah. Oh. Huh. Um, well, then the other million dollar question. Yeah. What's in your face? What's in my face? Well, one thing's what's in my ears. I was finished a book called Perfume. Um, I can't remember if I had brought it up on this podcast or not. Uh, does, that one doesn't sound familiar. It's a uh, book that was maybe written back in the 80s or so. And the it's kind of based in the 19th century about this baby that's born um, that doesn't have a smell, but he de- he grows up like developing an acute sense of smell himself. Like he can smell a bunch of things and like can like, like decipher things. And he becomes a big perfumer basically, or he becomes a well-known perfumer, but he is able to identify things like miles away and like certain things and every, things that people can't smell. But he uniquely identifies a smell of a young female, like when he's like 12 or 13 and it's like the most unique smell and it like blows his mind and he like captures it and is like, someday I'm going to recreate that. And so he like starts off, you know, basically this baby that was like born at a fish market, like his mom just kind of dropped him and like, right. was like, eh, he's just going to be shoveled off with the rest of the stillborns that I had. And then he survives and then he gets put into like an orphanage and they recognize the smell and then to a tannery. And then it just kind of goes through, through his life of like kind of the hardships he's been through. And then he kind of becomes a murderer because he wants to capture these different smells. <laughs> um, and it's just, it's, I had seen the movie a while back and I just was like, what a unique idea. It's based off of a movie? Or a movie? It, it was maybe a, yeah, it was a movie. It was a book first and then it became a movie. How old was the movie? Maybe in 15 years ago, 20, okay. 20 years ago. But I had seen the preview and just thought the concept looked interesting. So I was like, I'm going to watch that. And I watched it and I liked it. And then for some reason, I think I, I thought of it. Like when I finished a book and I was like, I'm going to see if they've got that one on audio book. So which, which is better, the book? Or the oh, movie? of course, the book. The book's always better. <laughs> the book's always better. book's always better. goes into more detail about things and you're just like, you really get like a concept. But it is a pretty faithful adaption like with some of the things or adaptation that they kind of brought to the screen. So I was like, yeah, there's some things they skipped over, but it didn't lack for not having those things. So that was one thing in my ears. Um, then I've been playing lots of Marvel Snap. Have you Marvel Snap? Like, yeah, it's one of those. I was really hardcore on it for like a couple weeks. Yeah, but you're kind of settling now. I forced myself to stop playing it. It's one of those that it's like my like go to. Like, I'm just going to run one real quick because they the games are over so quick. The idea behind it is basically it's a card game. You have um, you get one power each new turn. It goes up to six turns. There's three islands, and you basically want to have more points at two of the islands. You just want to have more points there, and then the islands have different like criteria and stuff that it'll say hey at this one you can't play cards that are one two and three this one you know every uh, if you have a one card there alone it gets five power blah 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 and so it's just unique how those like little changes can make things i had a deck that i was like kind of like 
I don't win all the time, but I win more than I lose. Right. And so I'm kind of like, I'll pop in occasionally. Like, can I win again? And I'll be like, yep, I can still win. And then I pop out. And so, so I did that. And then Overwatch 2 has got to hooks in me a little. Does it? Yeah. It's Je- just fun. Jeff and Steve are wanting, well, Jeff more than Steve, we've been talking about wanting to do a game night to yeah. play that. Little. I am fully on board. It would, <laughs> it would be so much fun with like, you know, a full team. Right. Or a close. How, many, how much is a full team? Five. Five. Yeah. yeah. It would be so much fun. Just, I mean. There's not much more to be said about Overwatch because it's been around. Overwatch Two because it's been around, and there's not a whole bunch of new, unique changes. But I'm just like, it's just still. It's good. different, and it's it's just still good. Yeah. So I have a lot of fun. Now, Brandon, let me ask you this: Have you ever watched anything? Um, no movies. No. You haven't seen Black uh, Adam. You haven't done. Oh anything. gosh, I did see Black Adam, but I tried to forget. Oh, so, yeah. In all honesty, Kai's not going to listen to this podcast, but like he he rarely asks to go do anything or see a movie or anything. Oh. And whenever he's, I guess he saw the trailer, he's like, "Dad, Dad, we should go see Black Adam. We should go see Black it's Adam." The rock. He, we should go see Black it's Adam. the guy from Fortnite. Yeah, and so he's like, "We should go see Black Adam." And I was like, "You know what? Like Saturday, Anya was up at the campus um, at a campus for her last guard thing, and Emily went to go see her. So it was just him and I at home. So I was like, "Yeah, we'll go see it, um, and then we'll do some other activities throughout the day." I went and saw it, and I mean, it's just it's Marvel, Marvel, or DC, DC movie. What did know, he like, think? He liked it. Did he? He liked it. He was like, that was pretty good. And I was like, well, I'm glad you liked it. I was like, I just, just that kind of just the same, like, boring type hero right. story, and it didn't, like, capture me at all. I was like, it's, so it's fine. Was the fine. Superman post-credit scenes ruined for you? No. No? No, it actually wasn't. Okay. So it was one of those that I, when I looked and said, I was like, is there an after-credit scene? I looked it up. Um, I was like, okay, there is one. And then it popped up. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I was like, okay. And then, of course, all the news has now come out about Henry Cavill being like, hey, I'm not going to be, you know, The Witcher and Seasons. So there's actually an article about that. I actually meant to put this in here. Oh, we'll good. Talk about that. We'll talk about that in a little so, bit. But, yeah, it was kind of interesting to see that. And then now to hear him stepping down from Geralt of Rivia. Rivia. I don't know how you say it, whatever. Rivia. Rivia. And so I'm like, oh, I wonder if this has to play into that at all. Um yeah, I really haven't watched a ton more or anything like that. Nothing else major to say. So, Brandon, what's in your face? So, I too have played some Marvel Snap, a good chunk of it. Um, I, I want to say I haven't played it in the last two days because I've kind of forced myself because literally any moment I wasn't having to focus on something else, I kept opening my phone and going to it and playing it because you're right, the games are quick. And it's you best know, part of it. And I was just. What was really funny was, the, was it like two days into the game being released, I posted where I was at on my levels, and Jeff was like, what? <laughs> Did you mean this? I'm like, no, I meant this. I'm like, these are all my levels. And he just, he texted me later. Oh, I had lunch with Jeff and Steve at um, Smoke. And he was like, he was like, yeah, I can believe it. Thank you for the invite. I was trying to invite you. I was, I remember I was asking you when you were working. They had only specific days. You're fine. I'm no, just, I was I'm actually, you a hard time. I was actually like trying to work you into it. And then I was like, this isn't going to work around your schedule. So yeah, it's, it's okay. No, now I feel bad. <laughs> Not kind just, of. I'm just, uh, <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, well, I don't want to have lunch with you guys anyway. If Thunder Games is coming up, I think they both, they both RSVP'd yeah. for as far as I'm aware. Yes. So, uh, run into these guys. So they, uh, so yeah, I've I've put I put in a lot of time into Marvel Snap. Um, there's really where we're just watching our sitcoms. There's nothing else we've watched. Um, I haven't finished any books. Um, I think I'm in the middle of an audio book right now. I couldn't tell you the name of it off the top of my head, but you know it's 
I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Um, well, I can tell you, I have been doing is replaying God of War. Oh yeah. That because I've gotten super psyched into it. I was actually just wanting to do a couple things. And next thing I know, I, like it had my hook. It's like, I don't replay games. I've made that. I've said that before. I just, you just play them to the nth degree. I play until them. There's nothing left. Right. You and ring then, them out completely. <laughs> throw them away. Until it's like, okay. But there was, and, and it was this, I was like, I got, I got to the Balder fight when you, when you introduce him. And I was like, oh, so good. So I forgot how good that first yeah. bite is, or that first fight is. And then what was funny was Austin was watching me and he goes, and he starts asking questions. Well, I just kept playing to show him. Next thing I know, I'm sitting there for about an hour like okay hold on <laughs> so i'm like okay so then the next thing i know i'm like i want to keep playing it i want to like and before i knew it i'm like man i'm just i'm just gonna play through this whole game again i don't care um it was just very it's, it's got it's got its hooks back into me so i'm like so now i'm not I'm, bad timing no and i was like eight days i feel like i can get it done easily within the next three or four days where i'm at because i'm not worried about the side stuff because i don't give a shit about the side stuff i've already done all that I just want to beat the story. So I'm just sitting down and playing it in small chunks. Good story. It's very good story. Yeah. Um, which, did you watch the trailer that was that Jeff and then I put into the thing today? No. So it's not even a trailer. It's a commercial. Oh, the commercial. The I'm commercial. sorry. Sorry, the commercial. Yeah, yeah, I saw the commercial. I, I was like, trailer. With, with So yeah, in, in, this, in this commercial is Ben Stiller and his son. I don't know if it's really his son. Uh, it is John Travolta and his daughter. Oh, that's funny. And LeBron James and his son, brawny and they're just in a support group for men who like god of war and i'm like who the hell was a somebody pitched this to john travolta's team and i'm guessing he had some young dude on his team who was like we should totally do this because there's no other reason that john travolta should have been in that commercial um it was lebron james too like really like does he need the money well no he doesn't need the money but he's he promotes video games all the time Oh, complete i'm just saying so, it's one of those funny things where it's like right. he doesn't need the cash so um so, so anyways i'm I've, I've actually just got past um where you go to um spoilers if you i'm sorry there's a we're beyond spoiler limit on the first God <laughs> all right War. i guess if Brandon doesn't care <laughs> um, caution to the wind screw you if you haven't played it anyways we just flipped the temple and went to jotunheim and i forgot how much i love mimir and his just his constant talking is hilarious to me. When especially when I found out that people like he talks too much, and I'm like, he's hilarious. Him and his interactions with with Kratos are like, yeah. I just love all the snark. Excited to see this that new big god. I'm kind of curious Tear? about him. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think he's the god of war. Yeah. For so what's funny is like, times, because right? I know the relative premise of Ragnarok before everything they've said. You start playing this game and you start seeing little notes. And then you, you I forgot how prominent Tyr was talked about. Like the temple mm. is Tyr's oh, temple. Yeah. And there's like so many different references. And I'm like, well, holy shit. Like that's a big thing. And then you, I killed, we killed um, Thor's kids. And I was like, I forgot about this. Oh, that plays really heavily into like the fact that you know you fight Thor in the new one. And I'm like. All right, all right. This is going to be interesting. So it's just it's interesting playing replaying this game right before the new one comes out, and seeing all the set pieces that they just prepped for. Like I don't know if this was the ultimate goal, but they set. There's a lot of little Easter eggs in there that 
has me really excited for the next one. So, which comes out in, would you say eight days? Eight days. Eight days. The ninth, right? And yes, the ninth. Yeah. I will, um, I'm not working that day. <laughs> Monica wonder, has, wonder a, what Brandon's gonna Monica do. has a doctor's appointment, but, um, How that convenient. just happened to, that just happened to fall, which actually was funny. Cause I was like, kind of want to take the ninth off of work. And then I was like, crap, I can't take the ninth off work. Monica, you have a doctor's appointment. When's your doctor's appointment? She goes, November 9th. And I went, I was like, it's fate. The gods have spoken. Yeah. They went, boy, take off the ninth. Uh, but that's really all that's really been in my face. Not not a whole lot. It's Chris, thank you. All the freaking holidays. I can think of Halloween coming up and school and life and, you know, the same old spiel. A yeah. um, couple things we could go over today that I wanted to get your opinion and takes on. Yes, please. Um, game, game Pass, I'm going to start with Game Pass, fell short of their growth prediction. They expected it to grow 73%. Mm. They fell short last time, last quarter, and this, this quarter they fell short a lot. Um, they expected 73% and it was only 28%. Mm. So there's a lot of talk going, well, maybe maybe Game Pass isn't. Like, because they've, they've fallen short every time, and this is a large drop compared to what they were expecting. And then a couple days later, uh, they announced PlayStation Plus has dropped 2 million users since their revamp of the thing. So my question to you, is this is this just a product of all these games being pushed to next year and there's a big lull of big releases. Oh, yeah, you have Call of Duty this past week and you've got a war next week. But it's kind of been a dry well since like Elden since Elden Ring, there hasn't been a massive huge yeah. release. Well, and there's not been, you know, there have been obviously new drops into each service for like, hey, like Scorn just released right. on the game pass. But like from what I've heard, it can be like a five to seven hour game and then just done. And five, complete it, and everything. So on, because I'm going to play it on my PC when it, and the Xbox thing on the PC, I like it because it actually tells you hours to complete, um, side quests, completionists, everything. It's literally five hours. Oh, it says okay. five, five hours across the board. That's about perfect. I was right. going to say five hours is like, like I was saying, like shorter games. Sometimes I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Tell a nice, concise, tight story. That's all I need. Perfect. Right. So, um, so there's not been like the big hits that I think like anybody needs. And especially with like, you know, PlayStation has been like, hey, we're not releasing like first party games into the service right day and date. Makes sense. You know, like there's not anything probably like dropping like, that's huge that they are like, yeah, like, right. like bring in subscribers, anything to the service at this point. Um, but I feel like the well, it's going, getting ready to start opening, you know, oh, well, like next year, especially in the first three months of next year. It's yeah. It's like explosion. all of a sudden it's just going to be like, okay, these things are going to start trickling out and we'll start seeing if those services are going to be bolstered by their numbers will be bolstered by the releases and everything. So I think so. It, it is kind of crazy when you make make the mention of how dry it's been, because I don't think I've realized it until you like say it. And I'm like, wow, there really hasn't been any like any like, I mean, there major are new releases. Thing. There are. I'm just saying like a big blockbuster triple A right. like release that's like built up that you see commercials about. And you can't like turn your head without being like, oh, look, this is coming out. You know that. Yes, you've got your Maddens, your NBAs, you've got your, you know, Modern Warfare and stuff like that. You see all that type of stuff. But that's like expected. Yeah. It's just like some of the other things where you're like, where's this big hit? Yeah. But, man, Even Phil Spencer recently said in an interview that he felt it's been a while since they've had a first party big triple a release well, what phil <laughs> right? you you realize that oh geez um well i think we finally got through Thank yeah goodness right um Jeez, Louise. so 
I, I think it's also, I think a lot of it has to do with the COVID, the COVID bunch up basically hit the, the middle to half last half of this year really hard. And there were so many games pushed to next year. There were so many delays and life has now pretty much gotten back to normal for some of these developers who even a lot of them are still working from home, but now they, there's not hindered as much by everything else going on in the world. And I think that that alone has played a huge part in, you know, everybody's kind of like doing things other than gaming because they have nothing holding them to want to do gaming as much as they were. But I don't think it's indicative of the gaming industry. It's just basically a bottleneck that created this moment in time. Got, like I said, call of duty just came out last week and did record numbers bigger than they've ever done before. And I think a large part of why call of duty's biggest release ever this past weekend was because of the same thing. There hasn't been anything. There's been no massive release. I think overwatch two is its own microchasm of a fan base. Yeah. And I don't think it had enough, it just wasn't good enough. press. Well, and not only that, there just wasn't enough new, right? To like really, like surprise. And I will say, like you know, having playing it and you know, like use like seeing the battle pass, I'm like, this is a, a free to play game that's you know pretty good. Like it's gonna have two months, you know, seasons, and right. they're gonna release a new her- hero. The the battle pass, like I don't really. Although they keep pulling heroes, <laughs> I don't really. Yeah, they do. I don't really care so much about the cosmetics, but like my son's been playing. He's like, he's like, these are really easy levels to get. Like he's, yeah. he's like, this is not challenging. I don't know if they just haven't, they don't increase the amount that you have to get each level, but it's, but he's like, you know, unlocking a couple, like usually every day. And so yeah. it's like, he's like, oh yeah, I'll have this like in no time. Like is I he playing on his own name now? Or no, he... because you have for have a battle net, you have to have oh, E13. Right, right. And so I'm like, yeah, there's no point. Cause I thought about just making like a fake one, which I'm sure is not a big deal, but I'm like, but then what do we do? And we want to like actually be happy his birthday and everything. Right. And then he's so close to 13 right now. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, the, we'll, we'll make it. It's so weird. You said that. <laughs> is he really? Is he really? Yeah, <laughs> I know, uh, man. I know. Um, I, but I think the, I th- you know, I think call of duty or not call of duty. You know, yeah. Call of duty and God of war are going to inject a lot of life. Um, the fact that people are just finding PlayStation fives in the wild now, like people are going to Walmart and to Best Buy and they just, Shit, there's PlayStation 5s here now. We were at Walmart today. They didn't have any PlayStation 5s, but they had like a row of Xs and a row of Ss in the nice. thing. And so it was like, and then they even had a note. The note that says um, uh, PS5 is not sold in store is now gone. And there's an actual picture of a PS5 mm. with a, a tag that says PlayStation 5. And oh, it's wow. just empty at the okay. moment. So I'm like, people are reporting like they're <laughs> like all these, these per- systems. Perfect for it to them to start being stocked right around <laughs> right, like right, Christmas. Right around Christmas. And then it'll, they'll go like, you know, baking again. So, and then, so it's kind of like, you know, I think, I think with more systems being available to just walk into a store and buy mixed with two big releases coming out and a lot of other just, it's like the new year is coming People are going to be getting gifts, you know, it's going to, bu- it's going to bounce back up. Um, and, and then next year, like you said, the floodgates are going to open. Oh my gosh. Um, I would love to see like a release calendar of like what things are actually going to look like. Cause it's just going to be, I like, posted one in our chat group, but, but just, I, that's the thing. It's just going to be like hit, 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 right. hit, hit. I'm it's, just like, you're just going to have to try to decide like, what do I want to play? Like, and, and of yeah. course some of those things are probably going to be delayed. Not all of them are going to make it out. I I'm guessing but it's just like, man, it's just going to be a lot of games. Yeah. Um, 
And and so I don't know if this was a part of an earnings call or whatever, but Phil Spencer was got a lot of quotes lately. Um, and they were, in the midst of talking, he was asked about how um, about price increases. And he flat out came and, you know, when Sony announced they had to raise their price for a short amount of time, he was like, well, we're not raising prices at the moment. We don't see, foresee that to be a thing. And everybody was like, ha ha, look, Microsoft's not raising prices. Well, in an interview recently, he said, probably right after the holiday season. Like, we're trying to keep it down for the be holiday fair, season. He said at the moment. So. Well, right. And see, that was what somebody was like. <laughs> did he Did he have something on the bookshelf behind him that said at the oh, moment? Oh, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, he... He is he is the king of corporate speak, of not saying anything that will get him in trouble, not nailing down to a specific answer on anything. He's really good at saying it, you know. Because right? I I even made I even talk conversation with somebody on Reddit the other day. He still hasn't said Elder Scrolls is going to be an Xbox exclusive. It's still there's never until Starfield came out and said console exclusive. There was still like he still never said it. Well, he doesn't need to say anything for three more years, probably well, three or four right. more years. Who knows? And, and when Elder Scrolls is coming out. Um, so I'm not really surprised because, like, and even EA has said that they're moving to seventy dollar release pro- price for games. And I'm like, you know, Sony caught a lot of crap for it, but I think Sony knew that these people were going to start raising prices, and they just did it first. They're just like, let's just do it. Let's go with it and do $70 mm-hmm. games. And so now you've got EA is going to start doing it. They've said that out loud. They've used, like, well, we're going to start doing this. Activision, you can't even buy Call of Duty now for for um, 60 bucks. Like, you have to buy the cross-platform one at minimal for $69.99, 70 bucks. So it's kind of one of those, it's coming. And it, basically him saying, yeah, after the holidays, this is this is a reality that we're going to have to deal with. Um, do you think do you think he's talking just hard or just software, or do you think he might they might be talking also hardware? No, I think hardware. I think you know it's going to be something that's looked at and stuff as well. And I bet there's going to be that mid year upgrade too, like oh, yeah. like you know whatever the box is going to. I still like. give it 2024 until that happens. Maybe, maybe so, maybe so. Yeah, give it maybe one more year. But I think that's going to be the that may will kind of be what it looks like maybe a little bit more the model and stuff or right. maybe there'll be like a $50 bump or you know whatever on one of the consoles but we'll just have to you know wait and see um the proof will be in the pudding as you know this new year comes in um but do I you, I do feel like that yeah mid-year upgrade's going to Do you think too. do you think it's um too much to ask or do you think it's warranted Oh I think it's too much to ask this is that's dumb it's it's all speech too to kind of act like oh but the components and I'm like bullshit like let's like put it where is you want you your company you want to make money like let's not pretend right. that you you need have a this. you have a figure you're yeah, told you and have like to. give me a break like even like these seventy dollar price points I'm like digital man give me a break like yes people some people do still buy physical copies because they can't like have the digital access but I'm like to act like like oh we have to raise the price give me I don't buy it well, I don't buy it one bit and and to play devil's advocate there the I don't remember who was made a, a point that was like, we haven't raised prices on games in like 15 to yeah, 20 suck years. Suck my balls. Tough titties. <laughs> like, you know, who cares? I don't care. You haven't raised games. You don't care. I don't care. I don't care, man. You guys are making like mass profits out there. Give me a break. Um, you know what Microsoft's not making profits on? Console sales. Oh, really? They flat out came out and said that they lose 100 or $200 on every console sale. Good. Which they've never, <laughs> they've never made a profit yeah. on consoles because it's not their yeah. price priority yeah for sure especially now they're like this has been the whole topic of conversation since the x came out you and i have talked about this on this show 
a hundred times. Well, almost. thank goodness they are, because if they had decided to like, you know, list their prices, you know, at what it would cost to like make a, make a fortune on it or you know make a profit, right? Like Sony would have you know priced them below and been like it's been the same thing again. Wherever I'm like, whoa! I think that's what Sony did with the PS3. I think they priced it to make a profit from the start. Yeah, and it kicked them in the ass. Yeah, and I nobody, think if, I think nobody if, wanted to pay six hundred dollars. Microsoft did it last, you know, like right. they, they priced it to be, probably be like, oh, this will be a little bit more compatible. They probably did lose money because they had the connect and everything bundled with it still. Oh yeah. But it was so it was one of those that are like, well, this is not giving us quite as much of a loss. But in the end, like Sony ate their lunch. They're like, eh, here hundred dollars less. We're better. Our console's better. Boom, there you go. Yeah. And I just made a laughing stock of it. There was a lot of and a so, lot of domino pieces fell into the right spot for Sony last. Yeah, for the four, for sure. Yeah. And so I think, you know, Microsoft was like, we cannot let that happen again. What's competitive pricing? And they like looked at it as closely as they could and they're like, 500 for the X, 300 for the, you know, the S. I think that'll be... So the, when they do get to the mid mid-life con- cycle mm-hmm. console releases, or do you think they'll raise prices on those? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Would you buy them if they're raised prices? I, I, I don't have a need to or anything at this point, like a want... And I think my my game playing is not as much as it used to be. So there there wouldn't be that driver push for me at this point to go out and buy something. The one thing that may get me to pick up a PS5 is, is the, the profile. Box. If they make the profile of it and everything look a little better, and even if it is a little bit more expensive, I will then maybe be like, okay, now I'm in the market for this because it doesn't look it doesn't like, doesn't look like, like a, a terminal. Taco. Yeah, it's like ready to like die. So. You know what's funny is I feel like the the longer the lifestyle is or life cycle has been so far, the more people actually like the like the people I've talked to that went to hating it have gone to you know I don't mind it yeah. anymore. You know, and people that get like kidnapped by kidnappers too, like after a while <laughs> after a they while. fall in love with them. You know, like Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> yeah, I heard the same type of thing with other people like that. So I don't I don't care. You know, I, it looks ridiculous. I don't know. You know, I don't want these people to have it in their house. So of course, they're gonna be like, yeah, it's beautiful. Uh huh. Sure. You're, you're <laughs> loose in the head. You got to screw loose, man. I will tell you the you're only sick. thing. The only thing that really bothers me is when I move it from my desk down here to upstairs, and because of the space and where the thing is, there's this much clearance from the top of the PlayStation Five to the bottom of my television underneath it. So we like when we moved stuff around to put the Christmas tree up, we we swapped the the surface it was sitting on, and Austin and I are going, it'll clear. <laughs> like we're pretty sure it's gonna clear, we, and it's, it, it's good. And then I went. It doesn't matter. I'm moving it downstairs before God of War comes out, anyways, because I'm gonna I'm gonna play it down here and I'm gonna record the gameplay on it. So, gotcha. Um, Sam, Marvel Inc. Marvel Inc. A three year deal with EA to publish three games. I don't like this deal because I'm. You can't have you can't have respawn make all your games. That's <laughs> <laughs> like the best way I can say it. From my point of view, for to me, it's it's a good thing because there'll be more superhero games. That's cool, right? But for every Miles Morales, Guardians of the Galaxy, Arkham game, I feel like you get three or four Avengers games and three or four Gotham Knight games. So, and EA has a huge problem with dealing with the lowest common denominator of video game player that it just makes me worried about what they might make and right. release. I think it's a valid, you know, concern. I think that that's, you know, EA's track record. I think 
you look at it and you kind of think, okay, like what what do they do? What do they have? You know, their their catalog of games and everything. But then like you start looking at um, Marvel properties and you say, what are, what could do they think they could bring to this? Just going to be like an open open world collectathon? Are we going to get a very similar like um, Ubisoft type formula? Like you know, I feel like you like, would have to. Yeah, like like to kind of like bring certain characters to light, and that's just like. I don't know that's what people necessarily want from a, like if it, if it doesn't fit that whatever character you're playing as I don't know people that want that people want a, like a narrative driven type story <laughs> as far as like the Guardians of the Galaxy like tell that story of those characters like in the that world proper and like have an arc like that kind of like carries on through it or like Guardians Arkham, of the Galaxy Arkham was games. really good yeah Arkham games like the, you know like yeah, start to finish like hey we know where we're going with this and like even whenever we do like the Arkham you know the first one is a little it's not really as open world right. but then they kind of like expand it out and people will say you know it got worse Whenever they expanded it out even further, I think the second one I still did enjoy quite a bit. Arkham with, City, yeah, Arkham, oh, Arkham City. City. In I my opinion, was the, the best one. Um, but you'll have people that talk about like Arkham was the best, like th- that was the one. And then I will say by three, when it got it with the vehicle, I was just kind of like, yeah, yeah they kinda, could have re- they could have removed that the Batmobile, all the Batmobile gameplay. They yeah. could have removed it, and that game would have been up a notcher two in the <laughs> review but section for me. I also think that if you can just tell a tight narrative story, then like. Go with that. Like, get it, you know, dive into these people a little bit more. And, you know, what is, did they tell, say what characters they're focusing on? They didn't announce anything other than that they inked the deal. Okay. Well, maybe we can hope that they're going to look and say, okay, let's actually look at what type of story we could tell with these characters and what video game would be best and most appropriate to tell their their story. But I'm not. Is there a specific character you think that That EA's style of game would Mm. be good with? Let's see. I'm trying to think of like a Peggle themed type of like Marvel character. That'd be a good one. It's been a while since we've had some Peggle. Uh, so. Peggle. So that sounds like some kind of. Is that like Rockman? That sounds like a. That sounds like a mini game in a Who's Deadpool Puck? game. Puck. There Puck. you go. Yeah, just bring Puck into it. Have him bouncing around on those pegs. <laughs> no. I'd be okay with that. A Marvel themed Peggle? Heck yeah! I'm all. I'm all on board. How long since I've played Peggle? Isn't that on Game Pass? Yeah. But I'd be on board. You know, that'd be like the special characters you play as, and you can just have like Marvel theme type, like, you know, shooting things. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. What? Bring that property back. So, how are you on Mar- um, Midnight Suns? Man, I don't know. It looks like crap. It really does, right? I, I just, I, as much as I like Blade, the I don't more, know if the he's more they, to save the it. more they showed it, the more it turned into. I don't know if I want to play this. Yeah, it's just the aesthetic of it is not appealing to me. Like, it kind of has, like, that, like, a hard rock, like, metal look to it or something. Yeah. Something odd that, like, it kind of, like, leans into the fantasy of it a little bit more, which I know that's, like, the main villain. Maybe that's her her deal. That's her issue. But I'm just, like, I'm, like, man, I don't know. But I love the XCOM games. But, like, XCOM also is dealing kind of with the idea that you're humans, you're humans fighting an alien battle right. where when you have mutants kind of fighting thing, I'm like, I don't know how that's going to work. Like sneaking around on a battlefield and then kind of coming up and you're Wolverine. And so you claw somebody I'm like, eh. it works in XCOM. Cause you're like, I'm far away. I'm trying to keep that distance from that guy. I'm tactically trying to like strategize, like where's the best place for my characters so that the, when the moves happen, my characters are safe, but I take the aliens out. Right. Makes sense for me, but I just don't, I don't know how that translates to, I don't know. Whatever this game's called, Sons. Um, couple couple quick questions. I just want your input. Uh, what's your thoughts on James Gunn and Peter Saffron running DC Studios? Well, it's probably the best bet they're going to have to 
not rival, but maybe match Marvel's type of flow, right? Type of feel and everything, but also have like a little bit more edge to it. Yeah. So I think that as long as they're not all James Gunn films, yeah, yeah exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, because I don't mind James Gunn, but there's definitely that feel of James Gunn when you start seeing him. You're kind of like, oh man, this is a James Gunn film. Like, there's lots of buddy, like, you know, hanging out and like kind of lingo. And I don't know, just try to like the style of it is a little bit too much where I'm just like, you just need to settle. It's like that's the thing too. Just like settle and tell a good story. And I think that's been the problem, I feel like. Like, you're a huge DC DC guy. So what do you feel? I mean, like as far as like them coming Um, I feel like it's nice because I know James Gunn has the comic book acclimate of being a fan for a long time. Um, I don't know in terms of how he feels over DC versus Marvel. He's been in a a successful comic book franchise making for 10 years now. He's been a part of that thing. Um, And he has the knowledge base of the characters. So to me... That's like the number one thing. Somebody who's in the film industry that has these qualities, that's huge. And Peter Saffron's had experience in those same, but also comes from more of a Hollywood background. And the fact that it's literally them only answering to Zaslav. That, I think, is the a whole bunch of positives. As for whether they successfully do it or not, yeah, that's the big question, right? Right. Like, are they gonna like, are they gonna be allowed to? I think be alone. Like, I think that's like kind of been like Marvel's strong suit a little bit is that maybe they the executives have left their hands off of it. Like, right. as soon as they saw that like properties were getting the acknowledgement that they were hoping for and the response that they were hoping, they were like, "We've got something good here." And I feel like of, of anybody who's it. going to be director friendly, James Gunn would be director friendly. Yeah. Because of what he's gone through in yeah, his stuff. Absolutely. So so I feel like that's the thing is I feel like too often you feel, you know, executives like hands in the st- in messing with the, the film and messing with like, well, we need a little bit of that. We need to, we got to tell this story. Our bottom and line and our profit needs yeah, to be. Yeah, and it's like they just need to, like if they really want to build something, they have to let it actually grow organically instead right. of just like forcing like, well, this is what audience love. And it's like. No, it's, well, what, it's what you think will pack yeah, your wallet. Yeah, exactly. It's what was cool, you know, 20 years ago, but it doesn't work that way anymore. Like, right. you've got to, like, actually get characters that people, like, feel driven to, like, listen to and see. And, you know, um, they talk about Black Adam being kind of the kickoff for DC's, like, phase one. And I'm like, well, good luck, because so, only, the only charisma that I saw on the screen was um, the little cameo, which I don't want to spoil. So how – quick question, just – Yes, you liked it. Yes, you didn't. Or no, you didn't. How was Pierce Bronson as Dr. Fate? He was pretty good. Good? Okay. Yeah. So now that that they're in the same cinematic universe, and you've got John Cena, and you've got The Rock, (laughs) who wins Black Adam versus Peacemaker? Oh, Black Adam. Like, (laughs) (laughs) after watching this movie, there's, like, kind of that, like, question. I'm like... You know, everybody talks about... Is he too Superman-ish? Exactly. That's the problem, I think, that, like, people will say about, like, Superman and those type of characters is, like, how do you make them interesting? Because they're, like, they're so overpowered. Right. So it's, like, what do you do? do? Which is the knock against Captain Marvel. And that's, like, one of... Like, that's been my only real issue is, like, when when you create a character and you put them on screen that is more or less invincible and godlike, how do you break that... Break them down? And that's why I liked what Snyder was trying to do with Superman because he was trying to layer him into being this overly positive thing and give him character. 
they just didn't let him do it. So, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. No, I mean, I get it. You're right. And th- but that's the thing is every movie that DC, I feel like, like hasn't had the room to breathe. Right. And so if they are actually going to really allow that and kind of build the universe a little bit more, kudos to them and good luck. All right. Last question. Um, this, this episode will go out on, what is today? Today is the first, second, on the third, which is Thursday. On Thursday, today, the reviews embargoes for God of War Ragnarok lift mm-hmm. all the reviews are going to come out give me that's the a good sign give me the score you think ragnarok is going to get like the cumulative score like what, what you think the average, average score is going to be mm, nine nine do you think it'll get a lot of tens yeah 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 i guess we'll guess the ign score because i think oh man ign who's reviewing do you know no but i feel like they're always they always seem to give big Big ass titles a little bit more than mm. even when, even if I agree with them or not, I feel that IGN tends to take the bigger titles See, I, and and I think that the thing that makes it like the question mark for me is like can it deliver on a, the the sequel? You know, can it deliver right. as the sequel? Like, can it? Can they? Do you think they can successfully wrap up the storyline? Exactly. Can they? They can they nail the landing? Because I feel like that's going to be the crux of like yes, they did it. They actually made it work versus like. Oh, you know, it was kind of a little bit of a letdown or wasn't quite as satisfying. Um, I feel because it's only two games that they're trying to do with this storyline. I think it'll be fun. I think they can do it because they're not trying to build. They're not trying to extend Mm. it out further than it needs to be. Do you think, do you think they'll succeed? I don't know. It's, it's a tough one. I'm going to say IGN is going to go with a 10 again. Yeah. I've got I've got good feels about it. So I noticed something else that I went to tell you when I was playing the game. There's the one, so you know the things that the cabinets he opens that have the story where they talk about what's happening in the story. And there's the one cabinet in Tears Temple where the middle panel is missing, and then they find it in Odin's chamber, and it's like him, and it shows the god of like the Greek symbol. Well, there's four symbols there all together. And they've talked about how he may go realm to realm Mm -hmm. top left corner is an Egyptian eye and eye of raw. And I was like, I swear to God, if the next God of War couple games are based in Egyptian gods and all that, my mind is going to be blown and I'm going to be so happy for it. Does he, does he kill his son in this one? Does he kill Atreus? Oh, well here's, here's a thought. Does he kill Atreus or does Atreus kill him? And is is the next yeah. God of War Atreus and not Kratos? No, I think Kratos is such a name. I don't know that you can take him out of it. It's almost like Master Chief. What if they did it in a way how they did um, Arkham Knight, where or Arkham City, where the whole the whole game you're kind of haunted by the Joker mm-hmm. from the original Arkham game, and then you basically it's it's Kratos on his own or Atreus on his own, but he everywhere he turns, Kratos is like guiding him or like mm. showing up I, I just it's one of those you know is kratos too big to fail type stories like you know can you Superman. can, can <laughs> you take him live. out can you like can you remove him and say this we feel comfortable war. like taking him out and it's still got a war but do you think they can do, do you think they can do uncharted without nathan drake oh yeah absolutely you think so you yeah. think the game is more than the yeah but, but well, not in god of war i think the way 
Uncharted ended as well. Like that's kind of the thing is like it kind of would be like a passing of a torch, and I think it could work. And then to you his just daughter you, yeah, like, you just throw in like a cameo from him like at one point, and you everybody be like yeah yeah. But like with this, like Kratos is such a name that like well, you know be his, like I'd ask you if Halo could succeed without Master Chief, but it has a hard time succeeding with Master Chief. I don't disagree. I think that the uh, single player is great. So. Um, Sam, our next episode is episode 100. It is. How are you feeling going into episode into like 100? episode 100? Pretty good. You know, it was one of those things that's, you know, uh, like we've talked about the beginning of this was rougher starts and just kind of getting our flow. But I feel like we found a good flow with it and everything. And it's something that I look forward to, to enjoy doing. So... Um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I've got. I can't wait to play the surprise thing that I have, I can't wait I have made for this. Yeah. So it's been fun working on it, and I'm like, I think it's. I just need to put the. I need to end it. I need to stick the landing on it, and I'm <laughs> hoping it just goes right. perfectly. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Well, until next time. As always, it's good to see you. It's good to see you too, my friend, and everybody. Enjoy your games.